Well, good morning. Uh, it's good to be with you. Um, trying something new. We're going to be doing this as we continue on for the next few weeks. Um, we'll be meeting together at 10 to Zoom, uh, spend some time together praying and singing uh, and watching the sermon together. And if you miss it, we will post it on the website for you as well. Um, also, uh, we have been actively looking uh, to see new places that we can gather in. And um, we're hoping to do that sooner than later. Um, and be, be on the lookout uh, for Easter, April 4th. Uh, we will definitely be meeting in person, uh, and we'll send out more details on that uh, in the near future. Now today, um, um, on behalf of Brad um, and myself and the other elders, we want to take just a few minutes to share with you um, what we believe the Spirit is calling us into uh, this year as a church. And I think if we're honest, this past year has, has been challenging for, for many reasons. Um, it's affected each one of us differently. Um, but I want to just continually to remind us and remind us again today that Jesus is alive, um, that he is on the throne, and his resurrection is the cornerstone of all life. Um, the reality is that, that Jesus did die, um, but his death is different from any other deaths compared to any other death throughout all of history. Um, because Jesus did not stay dead. Um, he rose from the dead and is still alive today. And that single event, that single event that day, um, changed everything. And now because of that event, we have the ability uh, to have life, uh, not just after death, but life right now. And see, a little bit further on uh, in Romans, uh, Paul is going to tell us uh, about the resurrection and its power. Um, and that, that we get to live and walk in that resurrection power each day. I if you have your Bibles, you can open to Romans 8, uh, verse 11. And I want to just read for you real quickly what that says. Uh, Romans 8, verse 11 says, If the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through His Spirit who dwells in you. Now what this is saying is that you, if you're in Jesus, you have the same power that can raise the dead living inside of you. In Christ, you're now a new creation. The Holy Spirit is living in you and through you and giving you power and enabling you to live as he designed you to live in his power, not in our own strength. Mm. You see, the reality is that Jesus' resurrection is the only event that you can and need to re-experience every day. And I'm not talking about just getting saved again and again and again. Rather, the fact is that God's love and His grace for us is so vast that from each day now throughout all eternity is really a new opportunity for us to experience a, a new dimension of His love and, and to live in the power of His love. See, Jesus' resurrection is really Jesus screaming at you, I love you. I freely love you. See, Jesus was not constrained to love us. It was his joy to love us. It's what, it's what John 10 means when he says, Jesus says, I lay down my life and, and no one takes it from me. Mm. What, he's, what he's saying is, I freely am giving you my love. 
You see, if you if you understand the depths of someone's love, it's it's not in it's not seen by the pain that it cost or or how undeserving the recipient may be or or even how great that gift is towards someone. But you see the depth of love is how freely love is given. You see when we when we freely love someone, it's it's our joy to give all that we have to make sure and ensure that they are cared for. In, in Hebrews chapter 12, uh, verse 2, uh, Jesus says this. He says, For the joy set before him, he endured the cross. Scorning its shame, he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. It was his joy. Jesus rejoiced in doing his redeeming work for us. The physical pain of the cross um, didn't become some physical pleasure. That's not what it means. But, but Jesus was sustained through it all by joy because he freely loves us. It's, it's this reality that, that Jesus really, really wanted to save us. He wanted to save us and, and gather us for himself as a happy, holy, praising people. You see, the, the resurrection is, is Jesus giving uh, really the confirmation or, or evidence that he was free in laying down his life. The, the resurrection is, you can say it this way, is, is Christ's testimony that his freedom, uh, that, his, that he was free to love. That when, that when Jesus rose from the dead, he's telling us, I meant it. I meant it. I meant what I said. It was free. He, he's basically saying, you see how free I am? You see how much power and authority I have? I can pull my life out of the grave. And if I could do that, couldn't I have easily destroyed my enemies and escaped the cross? Jesus is saying, my resurrection is, is a loud shout of my love over my people. A shout that says, it was free, it was free, I chose it, I embraced it, I was not caught, I was not cornered, nothing can constrain me to do what I do not want to do. I have the power to choose it. I have the power to take my life from death, and now I'm alive to show you that you are really loved. And I freely love you. I'm alive now to spend all eternity loving you with my resurrection power and love forever and ever and ever. See, Jesus is saying, come to me. Come, come to me, all who see their brokenness, who see their need, who see their sin, all who see their need of a Savior. I will forgive you. I will accept you. I will love you with my heart forever and ever more. You see, I think despite the reality of this being true, I think if we're honest, we'll admit that too often the power of the resurrection gets pushed aside in our lives. It's just, it's just shoved to the side. And what, what happens when, when resurrection fades in our memories, uh, we tend to fade as well. Our, our love fades, our act of service fade, and they become far in between. Our, our conversations and interactions become much more about us. And, and the things of this world become preeminent in our lives. And we lose sight of the gift of His love. We lose sight, really, of our, of our true identity, and, and we no longer show the world Jesus, we show the world ourselves. Mm. You see, I, I think since the very first time um, that, 
The lies about the depths of God's uh, love were believed by humans uh, at the, at the, at the, in the garden. God has been promising since then about His love. He's, he's been promising a lifeline of hope to, to everyone, every human who's living under the, the, the penalty of death. And I, I sense in many ways, even as I think about it myself, these promises are simply too good to be true. Hmm. They're, they're way too good to be true until Jesus rises from the dead. And suddenly what seemed impossible is now wonderfully possible with God. Hmm. And, and not just possible, but guaranteed. You see, the good news is when Jesus rose from the dead, he proved that the, that the Old Testament promises, the Old Testament warnings were truly from God. Mm. When Jesus rose from, the, rose from the dead, he made it clear that every sin would be punished on the cross. Every sin would be punished on the cross, and for all those who repent, um, they have new life, and judgment is real for all who refuse to believe that he's alive and refuse to, con- to believe that and continually try to keep him in the grave. See, the truth is, you and my bondage to sin is great. It's immense. But God can set you free. Jesus rose to prove that you actually can be saved from sin. See, you and I do not deserve salvation. You and I could never achieve it. We could never do it on our own strength could never do it on our own resolve. Sin mercifully enslaves us to death. But Jesus rose to cancel our debt. He nailed it to the cross and he set it free and gave us hope when he rose from the dead. You see, if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, hope would have laid next to him in the grave. But he is not dead. Mm. We have hope because he is risen. Mm. And through Christ now, we have the power of the resurrection living in us. And we have the privilege now. We get to be living examples of Christ's resurrection as we demonstrate his love to us and to others. Mm. We get to allow the power of the resurrection so permeate our lives that people see Jesus, not us. Mm. You see, as elders, that's what we want to call us as a church to be this year. We want to call each one of us to be a people called out to live in resurrection power together. That's going to be our our tagline, the thing that we're going to continue to say over and over and over this year, that we're called out to live in resurrection power together. Brad's going to go on and spin that out a little bit more. Mm, That's so good. Everyone just get ready for Easter every Sunday. Yeah, we're doing it. <laughs> that's what it's going to be about. And I think that that's, it's so pointed, I think, for where we are just in, in the world. And, and a story that's really stuck out to me, and, and really all of us as elders, as we talked about this during our, our retreat, was the story of Lazarus. Lazarus mm. and his sisters, Mary and Martha, were good friends of Jesus. They hosted him. They supported him. They told other people about Jesus. You can even kind of look to to the movement of God in Bethany, this kind of suburb of Jerusalem, a lot of it traces itself back to this, these three siblings. And, mm-hmm. and Lazarus got sick. Uh, Jesus heard about it, but it was, was uh, busy doing ministry and serving people. Lazarus died as Jesus was on his way back. Uh, and then when Jesus gets there, uh, Mary and Martha are both uh, 
both grieving just really deeply. And Jesus tells them, he says, your brother will rise again. And then he tells them, he says, I am the resurrection and the life. The one who believes in me will live. And then Jesus asks, where is Lazarus? Where is he? And they lead him out and a whole crowd of people who were mourning together. It's almost like a funeral procession, but instead they're going to the tomb where, where Lazarus is already in. And, and Jesus says, roll the stone away. And everyone's like, it's going to smell. Hmm. And then he says in a loud voice, he calls out, Lazarus, come out. Yeah. And Lazarus does. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes off. Uh, he comes out and he lives. And even Jesus tells him, uh, take off the clothes of the grave and put on the clothes of life. Uh, the power of the gospel is, is that we've been called out of the grave. But I think even more pointedly for us as a church, uh, we want to really press in and, and understand and then live out the truth uh, that we've been called out of the grave this year in particular. 2020 and then 2021 Uh, we're being called out of a pandemic, called out of political chaos, called out of financial uncertainty, called out of the stress of stay-at-home orders. And it's not to say, hey, let's just uh, live as though none of that stuff is happening, but let's live live through that uh, with a firm, firm hope in the power of resurrection in our lives. As we've been kind of even huddled, I can just, I hope that we can all hear that call of Jesus to us um, first, where are you? Like Jesus is seeking you, like he was seeking Lazarus. Take me there. Uh, Jesus is in a pursuit of you in your life. But then also with the loud thunderous voice, I think of a lion roaring uh, and then Lazarus responding to life. Uh, Church, we've been called out to live, to have abundant life, regardless of circumstances or issues or griefs or whatever, uh, God is calling us to live. Hmm. And resurrection is the power to transform death to life, brokenness to wholeness, uh, despair to hope, even to take unbelief to belief. Because what happens at the end of the story of Lazarus is a whole group of people saying, we believe Hmm. Jesus is the resurrection and the life. And so we're being called out that way. Not like, hey, I'm calling you out, you know, do the ice bucket challenge, but like called out, uh, God sort of saying something about who we are and how we're meant to live. And it's to be in the power of resurrection and that we do it together. Uh, And and that was a, I can remember when Jared Bryant said, we should add together at the end of this phrase. It was just like, of course, like this isn't just an individual thing that we all need to experience. Uh, It's something that we need to corporately uh, understand. And so woven into the fabric of the church this year, I hope that when we begin 2022, we'll be able to say that the power of the resurrection is part of the way we treat one another, part of the way that we serve the city together. It's part of the way that we gather together truly that every Sunday will be an Easter Sunday for us. And we might ask, uh, okay, that's great. And we might even be envisioning now some big miraculous things that that's what it looks like to live the power of the resurrection. Uh, But there's actually, there's three things that we think are very clear indicators of us uh, living out the power of resurrection. Uh, First and foremost, foremost, it's understanding that we're loved by God. Uh, Tripp talked about this uh, really well, that it was God's love that led to resurrection. 
Uh, Galatians 4, Paul writes that God sent the spirit of the son into our hearts, the spirit who calls out Abba, Father. So you are no longer a slave, but God's child. Mm. Uh, This is also repeated in Romans as well. But I think what's amazing is just this tender word that we have for God the Father and the tender words that God has for us that we are loved. In 1 John 3, 1, it says, See how great a love the Father has lavished on us, that we should be called children of God, and that we truly are children of God. Mm. Uh, Life lived in the power of the resurrection is marked by a deep understanding that you are loved. Uh, Resurrection raises you into that understanding, as Paul says in Ephesians. You've been raised because of his rich mercy and abounding love. One of the key ways that we'll know that God's answered this vision And this prayer for us uh, this year will be a sense of awe and astonishment of just the deep, sincere adoration that God has for us. Uh, Just to remind us that love is not anxious. Love doesn't keep a record of right and wrong. Love is patient. Love is kind. The most powerful kindness that God has poured out on you is his love. Mm. And so what kind of church would we be if we all understood that power of love together? Uh, That that deep rich, how, how could we uh, interact with e- each other? Not out of anxiousness or fear or keeping track of how people have wronged us or any of those things, but actually being kind and loving to one another because we've first been loved. And so this will be a key aspect of our church this year and DNA and MCs, the way we coach our leaders, uh, the way we care for MC leaders. City Seminary will change it up to where it focuses more on us walking away, understanding God's love for us. The second thing, not just that we're, we know we're loved, but that we know that we're sent. Yeah. The resurrection sends you. Uh, as Jesus tells his disciples, he says, as the Father sends me, so am I sending you. Uh, or Jesus says later on, after the resurrection, he says, all authority on heaven and earth has been given to me, so go. Uh, you, then he says in Acts, you will receive power when the Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses. Uh, Henry Nouwen, who's a, a dead priest, uh, everyone I quote's dead, uh, but he said this, he says, this is what life is all about. It is being sent on a trip by a loving God who is waiting at home for our return and is eager to watch the slides, he was old, uh, we took and hear about the friends we made. When we travel with eyes and ears of the God who sent us, we will see wonderful sights hear wonderful sounds, meet wonderful people, and we will be happy to return home. Mm. All of this is just saying that that the resurrection sends us into this life, into a dying and decaying world, uh, and that we are sent the same way that that the Son was sent, with power, with grace, with love, with mercy, uh, that everywhere we go, we are sent. Uh, Bluntly, even something we've been uh, realizing uh, more and more is that Uh, Many of us, some of us, uh, might leave the city this year or in years to come. And and to to those, I just want everyone to know that it will be ascending. Uh, We shouldn't be confused about that. It would be the power of God to send us and even to scatter us to different places for for a purpose. It isn't for better jobs or better location or better governments or better houses. Uh, Those could be like factors of it, but let let us be certain that it's the power of the resurrection that is sending you. Mm. Uh, it, is a, it will be for a conviction for the mission of God, or let it be that way. 
that we would that we would be moving other places through a discerning power of the Holy Spirit and that would even for us be one of the ways that we live out the power of the resurrection is laying hands on people who might go to different places for jobs or work or whatever but we would be doing it understanding that God is sending us yeah. and to many of us who will be right here who aren't going to go anywhere the spirit is sending us uh, not in weakness and feebly unable to do it, but he will be sending us in the power of the resurrection to serve and to pray and to speak words of hope in this city. Yeah. Uh, we do not need to cower in fear of this world, but get to live as though the world's been conquered by our king, because it has. Uh, and so we're going to push the church a little bit in baby steps, kind of like getting into the gym for the first time. We're not going to try to go full board on all of this stuff of living out this mission identity. Uh, but we're going to take baby steps this year to begin to see ways that the Spirit might send us. We're going to be spending uh, and hopefully growing in a love for the world that we're sent to. Church, we're sent. And then the last one is know you're ready. Uh, in, Ephesians, in Ephesians 1, Paul says, uh, you've been given every spiritual blessing. You have it all. All of heaven is at your disposal because of the resurrection. In Ephesians 2, 6 to 10, he says, God raised us up, this is verse 6, and seated us uh, with him in the heavenly realm. So we've been raised to that kind of power. And then in verse 10, he says, we're God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. We are prepared. All of the things that God has done in our lives, all the circumstances, our stories, are not just little nuggets that we have, so in case you know someone makes a Lifetime movie about us, we'll have something to talk about. That is God's intricate work preparing and stewarding our lives for a purpose. Whatever it is, you've been prepared. Even as you think about the, the resurrection, Jesus over and over again was preparing his disciples to know and receive the resurrection. Even in the story of Lazarus, he was preparing the sisters, Mary and Martha, to know what Jesus was about to do. You're ready. Uh, this last year as elders, we've talked about and we believe that it has been a year of preparation for us. It's as if God stopped us in our tracks and caused us to rest, created healthy habits of treasuring God on our own, uh, connecting to our relationships in our homes, um, evaluate kind of the pace of our lives and what we've been doing and asking really good questions of what is it that I am supposed to do? How am I supposed to order my life? All of that has been preparation. And I think honestly teaching us that we can do hard things. All along, God has graciously been preparing us to live lives together. At the beginning of this pandemic, I felt like I had a picture, and I'm sure many people had the same picture, of, of a caterpillar to describe our church. Um, I really didn't think that it would be a year's or a year and a half long pandemic. I was thinking in terms of eight or 12 weeks, but I thought, oh, we will be like a caterpillar that goes into a cocoon. And in that cocoon, God is going to do some sort of transformative work. And I can't wait to see what kind of butterfly we become. Uh, this year, we're going to be called out of that cocoon to bring it back to Lazarus, to live a life of love and sending. And church, we're ready. Whatever we have, even in our weaknesses and our failings, God has prepared those for us as well. Uh, and this is our deep prayer, 
that we will be a people this year that are called out to live in resurrection power together by knowing we're loved, knowing we're sent, knowing we're ready for that life. Hmm. That's good. That's good. I, I grew up in a, in a church that, that uh, as you walked out the door, it said, uh, you're entering the mission field. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this, this idea um, is, is, is hmm. old. Even in the Old Testament, we see that the people of God were, were supposed to have things written over their doorsteps and they would, they would, they would carry them around, things that, that would remind them constantly hmm. of who they were. And, and I, I want this to be written on our hearts this year. Maybe you put it on your fridge. If you want to like stencil it above your door, go for it. Uh, but, but remember that you're called out to live in resurrection power together. Not just as you leave your house or you leave a church gathering, but in your home with the people that you're around. We get to live in the resurrection power and, and remind each other of that every moment of the yeah. day. So church, please know that's who we are. Mm. We're, we're, we're called out. It's good news. It's, it's, not a, it's not a burden. It's good news that we're called out to live in resurrection power. We're called out to live in the love that's been bestowed on us. The resurrection is screaming at you and at me. You are loved. You are sent. You are ready. My spirit is living inside of you. I have the power to raise the dead, and that is the same power that's living inside of you and mm. of me. I want to pray for us, and, and then we're gonna we're gonna break into to, to rooms and pray together, and just ask God to, to do this work in our lives mm. that we we would truly know these things, and that we would truly walk in them this year. Mm. Father, we thank you for sending Jesus. We thank you for sending the Spirit to raise him from the dead. Father, we thank you that Jesus did not do it out of some uh, constraint or out of some duty, but he mm. did it because of joy and because of love. Mm. Father, may our, our lives be marked by that love and joy, and may we walk in this city and wherever you may send us in your resurrection power from now through all eternity, because that is who we are. Father, we thank you for the good news of the resurrection, and we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.